The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You said what you're feeling is juicy joy, juicy joy. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hello, you joyful people. I'm so happy to be back with you today. How did it go working with your reticular activating system for last week's home play? Pretty powerful, right? I want to thank all of you who've been sending me updates on your experiences with the home play. I love getting these messages. Last week, I told you about the book I've contracted to write that corresponds to the new Year of Joy program that's about to launch. And I explained that I'm incorporating sidebars where you, my Joy School enrollees or Do Joy podcast listeners, you have the opportunity to participate in the creation of this new book. Your words, your byline, if that interests you. All you need to do is email me through my website, lisamccourt.com, about your experiences bringing these joy practices into your day-to-day existence. I love seeing how it's unfolding for you, so keep that coming. And since it's still the season of gifting, I'm gifting my books to you, sending them out for free to everyone who updates me on their joy journey. It can be signed to anyone you'd like. It can be I Love You Stinky Face or any of those sequels for a little person on your holiday shopping list. Or it could be one of my grown-up books for you or for you to gift. We can correspond about that when I hear from you with your update. Today, we're going to talk about some of the things that many of us tend to think a little extra about this time of year. As one calendar year comes to a close and a new calendar year looms all inviting and fresh in front of us, it invites us to take stock of where we are at this moment in time and maybe even to look at where we might be in terms of our life purpose. Are we on track with what's most meaningful and true for us? Or have we wandered a bit from that? We've talked about IntelliKey here on this podcast 
That was Aristotle's word for the potential that each of us is here to realize. That unique gift that each of us is born with that we're here to discover and share. Julie Surratt is here to explore this idea with us today. Julie invited me to teach through one of her programs a few months ago, and I just found her energy so precious, and she's so wise that I knew I wanted to have her here on Do Joy For You. Julie is the founder of the Dharma Circle and a success coach for female entrepreneurs. She works with women who are looking to identify their fulfilling and juicy life purpose that also brings them abundance and joy, as well as helping high performers who have already achieved success with their businesses to create more alignment in their lives. She uses yoga, movement, emotional cultivation, and intuitive connection, as well as pragmatic and practical strategies and steps to create real avenues for wealth. We'd all love for our life purpose to be a source of wealth for us, right? Nothing wrong with that desire. Welcome, Julie. I'm so glad that you could be here today to help us explore this idea about life purpose and how it can be the source of great abundance for us. And I know this is your jam, so I want you to just share with the listeners some tools for maybe what to do if you're not quite clear on what your life purpose might be, or maybe you found it, but you're having some doubts around it, yeah. or you haven't been able to monetize it to the extent that you'd like. What are some things that the listeners could try to either discover that life purpose or grow it in potentially profitable ways? Yes, this is my absolute favorite topic, Lisa. And the reason is because I grew up believing that I was meant to do what my parents said I should do. (laughs) I remember when I started as pre-med, when I, you know, was going through university and I wanted to switch from pre-med to a major in physical anthropology and a minor in fine arts and French and learn and be creative and how disappointed my parents were about that. I remember it vividly. And then I remember when I got a job in corporate America and my parents were so happy. And then I realized that that was not my dream, maybe someone else's dream, but not my dream. And I was going to explore, you know, a different career and just kind of like follow my heart, how disappointed they were. Mm. Right. Like I I get why people have the inner dialogue that you just described. And I want to acknowledge that because I've, I've, Though I'm very happy about where I am now and where I continue to go, I very, very, very clearly understand the inner dialogue of a person who has doubts or doesn't know or is confused or can't see the path or can't believe in the path. And so I just want to acknowledge that. And so the first thing I want to say with knowing that is that there's a belief that's really important to start with in terms of like embracing it before we can even talk about anything else, which is this, and I really believe this is true. Like, I believe this is a fact. Every person has a life purpose. Every person has a calling. Like, I really believe that every single one of us was hanging out in heaven with our little soul and the other little souls and making little soul contracts with our parents and our friends and our life partner and our animals and children and all of that. And then, and of course we have an agreement we're like i'm gonna go to earth and this is there's a whole movie about it it's called soul (laughs) like i'm gonna go to earth and this is what i'm going to create 
And it's like, it's not just your career, but it's also like, you know, your who you are as like a mother or father or sister or daughter or whatever. It's like, it's all of it, 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 all of it. And it's your calling and it's your purpose and it's your Dharma. And Dharma is a Sanskrit word for duty. It literally translates to duty, meaning like you're put here for a very specific reason and mission. And then your job is to find it and follow it. So what I, what I've found in my own personal experience and and really helping people through this is that there's the problem of, I don't know what my purpose is. There's also the problem of, I know what my purpose is, but I'm afraid to follow it because X, Y, and Z consequence will happen. And then there's the problem of, I followed my purpose and it was great, but now I'm stuck and I don't know what my next purpose is. Sure. <laughs> and I've certainly experienced all of those things. So those take us in a lot of different directions, but I'll, I'll just, I'll start with that and kind of hand over back to you for a second. Oh, um, great. Yeah, no, I love all those things that you were just talking about. So, so what, what are the steps to take if you're questioning your purpose? Do you have any like tools for uncovering your purpose? Any things that you look for the clues in your life? Yeah. Okay. I love that. So my, my answers came through yoga. I mean, there's a lot of different tools out there. My tool is yoga. When I need answers, I go to the mat and, um, whether or not I listen to the guidance that I receive is a whole other thing, but I do receive guidance on the mat. And the reason I receive and every human receives guidance on the mat is because you literally switch into another like vibrationary frequency, like vibrational frequency when you're on the mat, meaning you go from beta brainwave state, which is like thinking, thinking, analyzing, analyzing, processing, learning to the subconscious opens up and you're like in flow and there's no more such thing as space and time. And you can like really hear the intuitive guided messages that come through. Like I've had clients not be able to sell things at a certain price point and then they go to the mat and then they receive, oh, I should be at this price point. And then they get on the phone and then boop, easy sale, no objections. I can't believe I made it so hard for myself before this. <laughs> or like for me, when I was living in New York City and really just very unhappy in my life, I found yoga. There was a studio in the bottom floor of my building that had been there for two years, but I didn't see it until I was ready to see it. Students ready when the teacher appears. I walk in, start going to practice, and I started receiving downloads when I was on the mat. And I remember I received a download when I was in Shavasana, final resting pose one day, and it said, you are meant to become a marine mammal biologist, which I'm obviously not a marine mammal biologist right now. But that was what the voice said in the um, messages. And so it resonated with me. It felt really true. I started doing research on what it means to become a marine mammal biologist. I had wanted to become a marine mammal biologist since I was a kid, like since I first encountered dolphins in Bermuda, like when I was eight years old. Um, And on the weekends and on the nights, I did, I researched, I emailed professors all around the world. I saw what did, what does it take to become a marine mammal biologist? Six months later, I got a full scholarship to go to Hong Kong University to become a marine mammal biologist. So sure enough, I made it happen and I went and it was actually while I was there that I discovered entrepreneurship and becoming a yoga teacher and becoming a coach. Like people had coaches, people were healers. There was this like whole other world of like spirituality and manifestation. 
and now in hindsight, it's very clear that though I wasn't meant to be a marine biologist, like for my life, that was a really important part of my path to get to where I am now, because who I am now is a direct function of the people that I met when I was in Hong Kong for my degree then. And that's the power of trusting the guidance that comes through, which, like I said, for me comes through in my yoga practice on my mat. It's not to say that's the only way, but it works really, really well. Like if you're a human, it probably will work well for you if you give it a chance. <laughs> so yeah, so that's like, there's the guidance and it's like, okay, well, now when am I going to trust it? And that part takes a lot of courage. Like I will acknowledge that when I chose to pursue, to, to leave my job in New York city, it was very upsetting for my family, my very traditional Midwest family. It was very upsetting for them. They stopped when I said I was going to become, oh, then, oh, then I got to Hong Kong and I got my three and they're like, oh my God, she finally decided on something. And then I'm like, actually, I'm going to go be a life coach and yoga teacher now. And they're like, oh my God, my dad stopped talking to me for nine months. He just couldn't deal with me. Like he did, God bless him. We talk now. We're great. He's like my biggest fan. He sends me clients all the time. It's adorable. But at the time he just, yeah. He just could not, we just could not level with each other. And um, I, I really chose to pay those prices. I thought, you know what? I love you, but I love me more. And I, and I, I'm going to pursue this. And um, that happened, you know, that like I lost a boyfriend, like the love of my life. Well, it wasn't the love of my life really, but at the time I thought he was, I, I lost a boyfriend over it. I, I mean, it was a really hard time, but I, I knew for me, my thing was, I'm really going to regret it for the rest of my life if I don't at least try. And I think people need to get to a point of what's the bigger cost? Is the bigger cost you missing out on your dreams? Or is the bigger cost you not having the best relationships with your family? Which for me, I'm not going to have good relationships with my family if I'm not following my dreams. And I somehow intuitively knew that. So I knew it would come around and I knew I was willing to pay that price and it would be fine later. But I think we need to be honest with ourselves about, like, I have a friend who he's in a moment right now, and he's a powerful leader. Like, he's a solid dude, you know, you know doing good work in the world, like, on purpose, all of that. And he's in a conundrum right now because he's like, do I sleep in and cuddle with my five-year-old son who's growing up so fast, or do I go train for my Ironman? You know, and he's like in a conundrum about that. And these are, there's prices we're always paying. It's just like, what's the price I'm willing to pay right now? We have to make decisions about that as they relate to our dreams and how committed are we to our dreams, scale of one to 10. Like, it's just having those honest conversations with yourself. And then that helps in injecting the courage in your heart to then take whatever action you need to take from there. So I'm going to pause for a second and hand it over to you. <laughs> No, that's great. I'm intrigued by this scenario where we're the little souls up there making the contracts and the plans. Mm. And do you think that um, do you think that everything then is kind of like pre-fated, predestined? Like, did you make an agreement to become that marine mammal biologist, even though your soul knew that that wasn't going to be your ultimate calling just because your soul knew that the steps that you were going to need later were going to be found in Hong Kong? Do you think it's all predestined to that extent? Because it sounds like you're saying that we can have more than one purpose, more than one calling, or is it is everything just leading you toward that one ultimate calling and everything else is just mm. a stepping stone to get you there? I love that question. I believe like the biblical verse, God uses all things for good. So I think it's sort of like, 
God saw where my heart was and there's like this intuitive guidance that was coming through and I was following it and that sort of thing. And it's interesting because I almost ended up in um, Scotland, the University of St. Andrews for my graduate degree. And I feel like if I had ended up there, which is, it's a great institution, like an amazing marine. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful. Um, but if I had ended up there, things would have turned out really differently because Hong Kong is a very different city in a lot of different ways than St. Andrews, Scotland, you know? Wow. And um, God would have probably used things a little bit differently if I had ended up there, I feel. But you feel and it all would have taken you to the same place. You just would have gone via a different path. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, 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 well, let me put it this way, like just in hindsight from where I am now, I have trouble imagining myself in any other life other than what I'm doing right now, which is like being a transformational leader and coach and speaker and all of that kind of stuff. Like living in Southern California, like this is what I'm experiencing now is what I've always desired, whether I could put a label on it and a name on it or not. So I believe that for me, my my drive for experiencing like wholeness like this and fulfillment like this would like God would have used me and worked with me and co-created with me in such a way that I don't think I would have tolerated anything less than what I have right now. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Sure. So it doesn't totally answer your question, but I think there's also this like blueprint inside my soul that I am a person who passionately pursues my dreams at all costs. Like it kind of reminds me, I'm reading the Will, the new Will Smith book right now. I don't know. I feel like you would really like it if you haven't <laughs> checked it out yet. Um, just as a writer and creative, I think you'd really, really, his, his creative process is so fascinating and I think you would love it. But um, he talks about what, what it is to be a dreamer. You know, and there's a point like he, there's a point where he declares like his um, manager asks him, what's the vision here? What are we, what are we, what are we doing? And Will's like, I don't know, like trying not to be broke. Like, (laughs) and his manager's like, no, but what's the vision? What are we working towards? And then Will stops for a second and says something he'd never said before, which is I want to be the biggest movie star in the world. And the manager's like, got it. I can help you do that. And then puts it and it becomes a man on a mission to make that happen. And then there's a point Ooh, where he's chills. like, Will says, I know it's such a cool story. Cause they're like right before that, he literally was um, in trouble with the IRS. He didn't pay taxes and was like completely broke and had to sell everything and give everything away. Uh, like, I mean, it's real, like it's real, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's an amazing story. And so then he talks about what happened. Like he did, like there was a point where he was rated the top producing most reliably financially like will smith's movies will make you money kind of movie star in the yeah, world sure and yeah and then he talks about what it is to be like what it is to be a dreamer and the way that it affects the people around you you know who are supporting you and how that can affect relationships and stuff like that and i think like there really are some people whose dharma and their like blueprint is not that this is bad or wrong, but like they are the support. They are like the spouse who's at home taking care of the kids and and making sure everything is in order. And like, that's their calling and they're totally happy to do it. And then there's the people who like, uh, I know people who are completely single and like they're, they're happy doing that, you know? And then there's the people who like, I kind of identify with Will of like, I'm a dreamer, I'm relentless, 
And that's just, I can't help it. Like a, a tiger is going to have stripes. Like a lion is going to roar. Like I can't help it. It doesn't stop. I can't turn it up. And that's just part of my soul's blueprint. And so I think like a big part of this conversation is like knowing yourself as you're traveling along the way and being honest about who you are along the way. And that way you don't have to like feel resentful about yourself or your calling or feel scared um, or feel scared of like the relationships along the way or just the things that people typically feel scared about because there's this like, I don't know, it's like a North Star that you follow of like, this is me and this is where, where I, I would like to go. Absolutely. And like you've pointed out with those contracts that we make with others, it doesn't have to be that you're the star of this this go around. You could have a life purpose of supporting a child yeah. or a spouse or a partner. That could be your life purpose. And in another go around, maybe you're the, the one who's being supported. And that's what those relationships maybe are about, those contracts that we sure. make up there. So For every sure. week I give the listeners a home play activity to do, some kind of concrete step that they can use for integrating what we've talked about in this podcast episode. If you were able to sort of pull all of this down to one really effective, powerful tool that they could go take into their lives this week, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, a framework that I really love that I invented is called the three pillars of manifestation. And it's basically a framework to have you, um, that you can, you can apply it to any desire that you want to manifest, that you want to bring, that you want to turn from nothing into something in any area of your life. And it goes like this. The first thing is that like, it obviously includes yoga. <laughs> and so it's doing a yoga practice that, um, has you, so the thing about yoga is that it can actually like certain yoga poses, um, affect and open and align certain chakras. And so you can actually do certain yoga poses for certain chakras, which governs different parts of your life. Like solar plexus is, um, confidence and your ability to make and keep money and boundaries and impact and influence and heart is giving and receiving and throat is truthful self-expression and, and et cetera. Uh, root chakra, safety, stability, and security. And so you can do these different yoga practices for these different chakras. So you, and the other thing, like I said, about the yoga practice is that it puts you in like a spiritual and physical state that puts you more in alignment with being able to receive divine guidance. So there's also that it clears blocks. It's just really powerful in that way. So you do that. And then after you do that, the second pillar of manifestation is called emotional cultivation. And emotional cultivation is sort of like the language of the universe. Or another way to think about it is very powerful, potent prayer. So like, you know, people often do like vision boards or affirmations and those are fine, but really the most powerful way to let the universe know what you want is through deeply feeling what it would feel like if you had the thing that you want. So if you want to manifest $10,000 a month from your business, how would that feel? Like literally if someone came up to you on the street right now and gave you a $10,000 check, what would that feel like? And you feel it and you feel it and you feel it. <laughs> and despite any evidence, despite like any of the logic, like it's illogical, it's solutional, but all that to the side, like feel it deeply. And that I will tell you is a lot easier to do after the yoga practice when you're open. So first step yoga, second step, emotional cultivation, third step, taking inspired strategic 
action. So that's the emailing the professors. That's the, you know, calling up your clients. That's the going, showing up at Starbucks and giving a smile to someone who you see. Like it's like being out in the world and taking the actions. So that's it. So it's just the yoga practice, the emotional cultivation, and then taking action. It's super simple. It's literally like never steered me wrong. Whenever I need something, that's what I turn to. That's beautiful. That's that's, that's the joy school formula as well. So we do a lot of that mm. emotional cultivation, especially. Mm-hmm. And, um, so magical. Yeah, not not the yoga. We don't do the yoga. We have other ways of getting into that intuitive state. But I'm going to definitely look into that because I understand what you're saying about opening yes. specific chakras that coordinate with yes. where we're needing to be open at that time. That's a, a great, mm-hmm. beautiful practice. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So where can the listeners follow up with you, keep in touch with you, see what you're up to? Thank you. Well, and Lisa, I'm so grateful to be here with you and I'm so honored. Like you are a massive leader in my world. And so I just want to, first of all, acknowledge you and thank you. and just really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you and your people. So First of all, I just want to say that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And if I just positively affect even just one person through this, I'm, my, my work here is done. So I'm really <laughs> grateful for the opportunity. Um, yeah, and I can be um, found, of course, on like Instagram, Facebook. I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's Julie Surratt, all one word. And then um, if you're curious about like what chakra is blocking you, I have a little quiz. If you, I could share the link for that if you want. Sure. Yeah, it's my chakra quiz. So it's just the dharmacircle.com, the dharmacircle.com forward slash chakra quiz, just one word. And then you can just take the quiz and it'll say, oh, you're, you know, work on your root chakra next or work on your solar plexus next or whatever. And then it kind of like takes you through guidance with that. So that's it. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. I adore you from the first time I met you, and I'm so Aww. happy that we had another chance to play together, and hopefully that's the still many more to come. Yes, indeed, Lisa. Me too. Thank you so much. So I hope Julie inspired you to just go inward a bit. We talked last week about the importance of slowing down, especially in this busy time of year when a lot of us experience life speeding up around us. When we're in that hustle and bustle, it's harder to stay tuned into our inner wisdom. At Joy School, we work on staying aware that your attention is your energy hose. Wherever you point it, that's where you're spending your valuable energy. And when we're all rush, rush, rush in our lives, all that energy is going outward because all of our attention is focused on those externals. So we need to be deliberate about carving out time for ourselves just to be in quietude. Julie finds it on her mat. We've talked about lots of different ways to find it in this podcast. How you get there isn't as important as making sure that you make the space for it in your life. 
because that inner sanctuary is where you'll find your peace and your safety. Safety is almost always experienced once we firmly root ourselves in that present moment. Julie mentioned Will Smith's book, and it reminded me of a Will Smith quote that my friend Lee Valelli, who was recently here with us on the Do Joy podcast, has posted. Will Smith wrote, fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It's a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. So in this season of insanity and always, the more time we make for going inward, the more clear we get about who we are, and that includes our purpose. We get clear on what it looks like for us to follow our own North Star. A tiger is going to have stripes, and our joy lies in knowing our stripes and wearing them proudly. So for home play this week, let's do a minor tweak to Julie's three-part suggestion since I know yoga isn't everyone's jam. If you do yoga, by all means, incorporate that first step that Julie lays out, certainly giving healing attention to the energy center that correlates with what's going on for you presently is going to be helpful. Julie calls them chakras. I'm so deep in Joe Dispenza work, I always call them energy centers, same thing. But if you're not interested in the yoga route, you can get into alpha brainwave state through many different mindfulness practices I teach at Joy School. I'm happy to send you a guide for those. Just shoot me an email requesting it and I'll send that over to you. Julie's second pillar that she calls emotional cultivation is the feeling step that you hear me talking about all the time. This is where vibration becomes such a powerful tool for shaping your world the way you want it to be. It's that potent laser focused pretending that I've talked about in prior podcasts where you get yourself into the feeling space of already having whatever it is you want. And I've mentioned this before, but there's a whole exercise for for doing that in a free download available at my site. So if you need help with that state, the feeling, feeling state, that, that second step, you can go there. And the third step is taking inspired strategic action. Julie offered examples of smiling at someone, making that phone call you've been putting off, whatever action step you can identify big or small, that's going to move you toward this dream that you've stepped into, that you've claimed for yourself. That's your three-step home play for this week. Next week, we're going to go into more detail about tapping into your energy body, that part of you that's vibratory, your soul being, because that's what's determining everything, my darlings, everything. So don't forget to send me a message about your experiences with these home play practices so that I can get free books out to you this month. And maybe you're interested in having your words featured in the upcoming Year of Joy book or joining us for the Year of Joy program here at Joy School. Information on all of that is at lisamacourt.com. I love you and I'm wishing you meaning and purpose and fulfillment this week. See you soon. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, 
find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. See you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.